It's Monday, May 9th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann, from Hidden Gems, Andy Cross, and from Million Dollar Portfolio, Ron Gross. Guys, happy Monday. Good to see you. Good to see you, Chris. Hey, How are Chris? you? We've got another potentially hot IPO on the horizon, but we will begin today with a company we haven't discussed in a long time, and that's AIG. It was back in the fall of 2008 when Uncle Sam saved AIG by taking a 92% stake in the insurance company. Late last year, when the stock was on a roll, a U.S. Treasury official said taxpayers stood to make more than $20 billion in profits when the government sold its stake. Bill Mann? Well said. Yeah. Well, back then, the stock was hovering around 50 Yes. Uh, today, the stock is hovering around 29. So. Stopped hovering. Yeah. <laughs> so less than before. Less Stopped hovering, hovering just started falling. Uh, it, it hovers the same way that buildings hover. Yeah. <laughs> how, uh, how are those profits looking now? Yeah, not so great. And it really just goes to show that if you are a 92% holder of anything – Getting out is not easy because they've been talking about how to get the government out. I mean, this is this is all about liquidity and, you know, about AIG not being as great as people thought it was. But really, people know that there are millions, in fact, billions of shares coming onto the market and they have to get onto the market in some way. And so everyone is demanding a discount. So the stock drops, they demand more of a discount and around and around we go. And Bill, the, the government has no real desire to own shares in any company, no, right? they don't want I mean, to be, share- no. be shareholders, right? So they no. want to get out of this. This isn't France. We don't, yeah. <laughs> we don't, they don't own public companies. Yeah. I mean, this was really an extraordinary thing. And one of the things that they did back in 2008, they said, we're going to get out as, yep. you know, as fast as we can. So that's what they're going to do, I and guess. it worked out well for them in GM, right? But it yeah. doesn't look like so good for AIG. Yeah. Ron, what do you think? Well, if you're if you're a regular shareholder, just an everyday Joe holding this, and and you're long term, you'll you could be okay as long as AIG executes its business model properly. Uh, this overhang that's being created by shares flooding the market is a somewhat short term year or so kind of uh, situation. Five, ten years down the road, the stock will reflect whatever it should reflect based on uh, how well the company is doing. But for now, if you're the government trying to sell those shares, you're just not going to get yourself a good price. I would say that AIG has been hit by multiple tsunamis this year, yeah. though. You know, you've got the, tsunami, the a yeah. real tsunami and now, you know, an overwhelming amount of shares that need to come back onto the market. Yeah, but that's always been the case because the shares ran up really, I mean, quickly, right? Going in, yeah. into the end of the year, and then now all of a sudden it's like can't get out fast enough. AIG was deemed too big, too inter- uh, interconnected to fail, and yep. that's why the bailout occurred. We've got more than two years of hindsight now. Was that still the right decision? What do you think, Bill? I think it was the right decision. I don't. I. I. I have qualms with how it was done. I have qualms with the fact that their, that their counterparties got out, you know, completely whole, as opposed to being forced to uh, to take a bit of a haircut. But if if they had let AIG fail, it would have blown, you know, it would have blown holes in the balance sheets of banks all around the world, and you know, balance sheets like boats don't do well with big holes blown <laughs> in the side of them. So. You agree with that, Andy, Ron? Yeah, it was two and a half, what, like, I think like two and a half trillion dollars worth of derivatives. Like, yeah. to, so, I mean, it was just a massive amount. And I mean, you got that amount, done, right? I got that in my paycheck <laughs> yeah. last week. If yeah, it wasn't, I, something wasn't done, that it could have been very, very dangerous for the global economy. I agree. It, it had to be done. Unfortunately, it creates what has been discussed for years since, since this happened, the problem of moral hazard, where if people know that they can be bailed out, then what is the incentive to perform appropriately? Yeah. Um, and that is a real fear. But in this particular case, 
we had it. We had to save the country. The amazing thing to me about AIG and its AIG financial products is that they structured their business in a way so that they had absolutely no clue that they were ever going to need a bailout. They thought they were absolutely bulletproof. And yeah. guess what? Yeah, it was, run out of, <laughs> it was run out of their London office with like you know a few hundred employees, and before yeah. you know it, they were so caught up in the web of derivatives, like yeah. LinkedIn. The social networking site for business professionals announced today it has priced its IPO at between $32 and $35 a share. Ron, this places the valuation of LinkedIn at just over $3 billion. You interested? Yes. Well, here's my problem. A month ago, I was firmly in the camp of wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And, and now I- I'm very concerned because I'm coming around just slightly. And here's why. Um, Three billion, even though that's a lot of money, it pales in comparison to a seventy billion Facebook kind of number or AIG. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the company is profitable. The company is cash flow positive. Um, it's maybe twenty eight times cash flow from operations, but the company is growing at such a fast rate that that perhaps isn't a ridiculous number. But I don't like that some shareholders are selling into this IPO. I don't like the fact that competition could come in and eat their lunch. Um, but it isn't as horrible as I thought it would be maybe a month or so ago. So if you had a 10-foot pole, you would now be touching shares? <laughs> poking it. Poking at it. I, I personally wouldn't be because, to me, it's just not where, where I, I need to what go. What if it was a 12-foot pole? Are we getting closer? <laughs> well, now we're getting close. All right. <laughs> uh, IPO is coming later this month, Bill. Man, you want in? Nope. Don't want in. They have – if you look at their – I don't know if you guys have looked at their corporate structure, but it is everything that we hate about about – how companies try to protect themselves. All they want from their outside shareholders is their money. They've got A-class shares and B-class shares, and the B-class shares are owned by just a couple guys, and I'm not one of them. Uh, they've got a staggered board. You know, They've got all of these different things that basically make it so that they really don't have to ask you what your opinion is as a rightful owner of the company. And, you know... That company has to be a whole lot more special, you know, and, to me. And I'm not actually sure the company needs to raise capital. And for me, the oh. only reason to go public is if you need the capital to grow your business, not to give your former investors an exit strategy. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it'll be, it'll it will be a hot one because it'll be the precursor to, I mean, just name it: Groupon, Facebook. Just go to Twitter, go down the line. It's the first big yeah. kind of internet. Um, scalable business to hit the public market. So there will be a lot of excitement around this when it goes on May 18th or May 19th. Um, but like the two guys sitting beside me, I am probably not going to be participating. By the way, I was so spectacularly wrong about Google, though. Yeah. So let's... let's I, $85. <laughs> oh, terrible. I was just going to say, I mean... Uh, Before somebody points that out, yeah, let me... Um, <laughs> Uh, I want to go back to something uh, that you said, Ron, which is uh, talking about why would a company go private. So here you've got LinkedIn, which is you mean go public, go public. Yes. Yeah. For for those for those who may not know, LinkedIn is uh, a a website where business professionals can connect with one another. It's it's very focused on uh, on job hunting, on resumes, on sort of your track record as a business professional. So it's um, it is social, but not social in the way that Facebook is. You're not yeah. putting like you know photographs from your vacation on there. Um, if a company has the money that it needs, why go public? I mean, we've heard from people like John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods, that you know he's talked about how. There are a lot of headaches that come with being a public company. Right. If, if a company needs the capital for infrastructure, for capital expenditures, um, 
then it makes perfect sense. In this case, I'm not convinced LinkedIn really needs that much capital. In fact, they have uh, cash available to them already from uh, money they raised in the past, and they're cash flow positive. Uh, so maybe they need a, a little bit of cash for growth for for technology, but it doesn't it doesn't appear to me they need that much. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I I think that's exactly right. I mean, I, we are very wary of companies that 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 go public just because it's an exit strategy for you know for their early investors. I mean, good for them. I don't begrudge them their success, but I mean, if if they're selling. And they don't really need, you know, they don't really need to sell to to raise money. I mean, you know, you're you're kind of a mark, or, you, else, or else they do, and it's pitter patter of the very strong competitors that are, you know, maybe hot on their heels through fa- a Facebook version or, or or Google or name any other company they're going to compete with someone like LinkedIn, and maybe they need the money they yeah. think to expand their. Business. I kind of think they've won actually as a business. In I kind of yeah, I think they've won. Yeah, you think I mean, LinkedIn is one. Yeah, they've got an ecology about them. I think I I think they've won that uh, that battle. So you don't think Facebook comes in and and just you Five know decides decides nah, I think that's a, that's a terrible idea. I've already I, you call it Facebook Pro firewall between the social business and the professional business. Yeah. You've got uh, you've got way more members than LinkedIn's hundred million. But uh, why? I mean, Facebook does what they do very very well. Why? Three different sources of revenue. You have the the continuing. They've got Farmville. They've got. <laughs> well, come on, go. they've got Poke. I, I cannot argue ah. with Farmville. Don't don't you get money for like poking people on Facebook? I mean, they've got plenty of revenue uh, streams now. So on LinkedIn, you get to obviously <laughs> link to other business professionals. If you could pick one person from the world of business, oh. so not Lieutenant Commander Data, because that's who I. Like. <laughs> no, oh, he's good. Not, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and not, shoot, and not Angelina Jolie. Someone from the world of business you get to link to. Bill, See, you already mentioned him, but I'd have to go with Mackie. Yeah, really? Mackie from Whole Foods. I mean, that guy knows everybody. I mean, you could tell me that Mackie has done anything, and I'd probably buy it. I'd, I'd love to see his list. Andy? Well, I was thinking Tina Fey from the from the early on, but when you said no biz, or has to be a business person, business. And I'm going Kip Tindall, who is the CEO and founder of uh, Container Store, a, a wonderful private company and i just think he's just the, who's mackie's buddy who's mackie's buddy yeah so there you go so ron can i do they are probably linked can i, can I do politics slash business i don't know try us i have this feeling that uh being buddies with mr william jefferson clinton would just somehow <laughs> bode well hey he's all future. about business Lots time i have a feeling he's got quite a network <laughs> Lots of networks. There. ron gross andy cross bill man guys thanks for being here thanks chris thanks chris as always people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about And The Motley Fool may have recommendations for and against the stocks we talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 